Hello and welcome to Studio Class. I am Megan Eman, your host and diva sidekick. Wondering how to build your singing career and still make enough money to survive? It's not always easy, and we certainly didn't cover this during Studio Class at school. However, I'm here to give you the micro-actions that over time will transform your relationship to your career. Let's do this. for joining me for episode number seven. This episode is brought to you by 29 Days to Diva from the Sybaritic Singer. Have you been checking out the newest season of the blog post? I hope so. We're taking a new format this year that follows the hero's journey or the diva's journey. Our diva is working through all sorts of challenges as she discovers how to build the singing career she dreams of. Let me know if you're following along with her work in your own life. I'd love to hear from you. This is a big year over in Sybaritic Singerland. I'm also taking the leap and bringing you 29 Days to Diva, the course. This course is designed for you, divas. These are the micro-actions that will transform your love affair with your career. Be one of the first people to hear about the launch by visiting bit.ly slash 29 Days to Diva. In this episode, in this seventh episode, we're doing a quick and fun punch list of how to rock your post-show schmooze. If you've been following along with 29 Days to Diva, you'll notice this is a bonus content episode for Day 7, in which our diva learned all about the finer points of schmoozing. Most performers I know abhor the thought of greeting guests in the lobby after a performance. They nervously wait backstage, wondering whether people will be wanting to meet them and what they will possibly say about the show. Ugh. Audience members, as well, voice their confusion or dismay at seeing actors break the fourth wall, so to speak, by being in costume in the lobby. I've even heard an audience member say, I was put in a position which made me feel uncomfortable. Do I tell them what I really thought of the show as I speak to each one, or do I just smile and say nothing as they thanked me for coming? I couldn't very well pass up the line because of the way that the line to get out of the concert hall was flowing. Some people were able to squeeze by, but most just dutifully greeted these total strangers and had various things to say. That audience member felt caught off guard and didn't know how to relate to the performers in this capacity. I've also heard friends comment after attending a concert that they experienced this huge divide between the house and the stage. They mentioned that the pit can add even more distance. When you're in a production or working on a production, ask yourself, does it seem like the performers are inaccessible? It's true. Sometimes performers can seem larger than life if you don't know them personally. Or audience members might think that they're just doing their job and they shouldn't bother them afterwards. After all, the ticket price does not explicitly include a meet and greet afterwards. So following a performance, what is an audience member or performer to do? Go backstage? Head off for dinner? Think that maybe you'd like to meet and greet with performers or audience members but not really sure how to get started? These are all of the questions that become obstacles or roadblocks during our post-show schmooze. Eric Sipes is a pianist and cellist who has a wonderful blog called Beyond the Notes, and I'll link to that in the show notes because she has this excellent blog post on this subject. And another friend of the pod... Sugar Vendel of Nouveau Classical Project fame had commented on this post, quote, 
when you're big, obviously people want to go backstage. But if you're still new, I think it really helps to take the initiative to go out and talk to people. Sugar brings up a fantastic point. Erica writes in response, And when I really think about it, expecting the audience to go out of their way to find me and to pat me on the back seems a bit, well, ostentatious. Especially since I'm not one of those performers that fits into the quote-unquote big category. And these days, since going backstage doesn't seem to fit into the 21st century audience's culture, it's just downright depressing to expect and crave it. There's nothing sadder than standing in a green room after a performance, pumped full of adrenaline, on a performance high, waiting for someone, anyone, to come by and offer a bit of praise. Erica goes on, so what can we do? This is where my crazy idea sets in, so watch out. At the end of the performance, why do performers have to walk off the stage? Do we really have to do that? What do we have to do offstage that is really so important? Maybe we could give that up and instead take our final bow and then graciously step into the audience, greet them, and thank them for coming. After all, without them, there would be no reason for our music making. I suppose this might make some people a little uncomfortable, both performers and audience members alike, but that's true with anything. So I say, what the heck? What do we have to lose? And I agree with Erica. I think that there are moments where perhaps we do have to leave the stage and it's technically, you know, tradition for us to do our curtain calls and then get off stage and change out of costume and then go meet your audience members. But if you don't have to, if you're in a chamber music setting, what is stopping you from bowing and heading straight into your audience to thank them personally for coming? In fact, I think the best way to go about this is to give people a clue as to what you expect them to do to kind of help usher them back into their day-to-day lives. So you've had this performance moment together. And at the end, you thank them for coming from the stage, as well as encouraging them to stay in the house for a moment to talk with the performers or encourage them to move to the lobby. Let's take this party to the lobby. Woo. (laughs) So whatever it is, give them a roadmap for what happens next. How do they move from the end of your performance through the lobby and back into their their day-to-day lives? So see, any of that post-show hand-wringing is entirely unnecessary we can be more proactive. Our studio class challenge for today is to enjoy the post-show schmooze. Here are a few things to keep in mind when greeting guests after the performance. Number one, change out of your costume. Unless it's children's theater or the theater has a tradition of having the actors greet guests in costume, you should probably relegate the costume to the stage only. One caveat to mention here is that I highly encourage you to keep some element of your stage self intact so that audience members can recognize you a little easier in the lobby. If you change fully to your street clothes or hair out of the wig and completely unrecognizable from your character, I would know this uh, platinum blonde is certainly different from some hairstyles I wear on stage, (laughs) and you take off your stage makeup. When you go to speak to audience members, they may not make the connection that you are a performer as quickly as you'd like them to. It could be confusing, and you don't want them wondering if you're another audience member or a board member for the company. Whatever your role is in talking to strangers after the show, it's highly recommended to have some pretty obvious visual cues to that extent. If you happen to be going backstage to greet a friend... Remember that the number one rule is to wait just long enough and perhaps knock to make sure the performers have their pants on. (laughs) 
So if you know someone who specifically attended the performance to see you, it is customary to go to the lobby and greet them. Have a plan with your friends and family so that everyone can move through the crowd efficiently. Do you remember that Simon Doonan quote that I gave you the other day that was about when you walk into a room, do it as if you're walking into a room. So you really come to the doorway and pause and survey the landscape and then pick with your with your eye contact, pick your destination and then move purposefully to that destination. That's going to give you a lot of cachet just in personal presence, but also with having a clear path and people are going to recognize you and you are going to speak to someone. You don't have this kind of like looking around like a deer in headlights, like, um, should I go talk to someone? I don't seem very confident at this, all of that nonsense. So talk about where you're going to meet them. So like I said, you can have a purposeful destination when you first walk out of the dressing room or backstage. I always like to stack the deck, so to speak, with really close friends and family first for a quick minute. Minute, Go up to them, say hi, say thank you, say, oh, hold on, I gotta go do some audience development rounds, and then make your way around whoever else is in the lobby, just talking to people, thanking them for coming, and then plan to meet back up with your close family and friends that are going to wait for you, obviously, because they love you. <laughs> so that brings us to our third point, which is be observant. As you're walking around the lobby after the performance, look for people who are waiting patiently but aren't actually engaged in conversation. Go up to them and thank them for coming. You can make it professional if you need it to feel that way by saying, thanks for coming on behalf of fill-in-the-blank company or ensemble. We're so happy to have you. They might take that opportunity to tell you that they're related to someone in the cast or that they really loved this production, but you've taken that first step in encouraging the audience member to have a per personal relationship with the company as well as with you as a performer. A note here, if you are talking to someone, do not scan the people behind them to see who else is there. That would be worse than not talking to them at all. You've basically just shown them that this is a compulsory act put on you by the company or by some weird uh, masochistic self and that you'd rather be talking to anyone else but them. That is terrible audience development. <laughs> so be observant, but not at the expense of the conversation you are having. That brings us to number four. Keep it short. Just like this episode of the podcast. Keep it short. Simply say, thank you for coming. I was so happy to have you in the audience tonight. Unless they want to continue talking, keep moving along. That's all you have to say. Just a personal connection. Thank you so much for coming. I'm, I'm really happy that you were here. So greet audience members with warmth and appreciation. These people took their precious, precious time and made an effort to attend your concert. Be gracious. Remember, this is definitely not a time to analyze your performance nor dismiss their congratulations for you. This is a not about your internal monologue about, oh, I missed that note or I wish that I did these words better. This is a chance for you. This is a wholly different moment. This is your chance to do that audience development where you really thank people for their time. So that you accept their compliments with a simple thank you or I'm glad you enjoyed it. Be authentic. Thank them for coming. Keeping it moving is a key step in the post-show schmooze. 
people are tired. They have to get home and relieve their babysitters. The performers are exhausted from leaving it out, all out on the stage. So encourage your friends to meet you for a drink afterwards. In fact, this is never a bad idea to set up a somewhat open call social event afterwards. Stock it with your friends, but make sure that you can always accommodate more people that you might bring might bring with you like from the venue. Divas, plan this ahead of time. I know it's extra work, but that way you can make sure that the place you pick is open and lively, but not too loud so that you don't bust your voice out on opening night. Take care of yourself. <laughs> Also, you can create something of a timeline in your mind for how long you'll stay before you head out and let everyone keep talking about how fabulous you were. <laughs> All right. And that brings us to our next point. If audience members seem to want to continue talking, engage them in a conversation about the piece. What did you think of the sets and costumes? Or how about that dramatic storyline? Have you ever seen this show before? Etc. Etc. If you're on the opposite side of this and trying to engage with other performers that you don't know well after their performance, you may be wondering what to say. You don't have to be profound. Don't worry. You can mention a favorite piece from the performance or one you hadn't heard before. You can thank the performer for coming and say you hope that they'll be there again or you hope to catch them at their next performance. Inquire about their instrument. Acquire about their training. Um, ask where they're playing next. Come up with some questions before you go to the event. Pretend like you're an arts critic or, heck, ask me and write about it for the separatic singer. I'd be happy to have you. <laughs> All right, going on. Do you know a friend who's performing? So there you are. You're standing in the lobby of the theater. The audience is leaving and a few are staying behind to greet the performers. Finally, your friend emerges from the theater, face flush from the rush of performance. They look to you, their eyes widen, their eyebrows rise. They're asking for your thoughts, your opinion. What is your evaluation of their performance? Can you please validate them? And if you love the show and the performance, it's a no-brainer. You know exactly what to say and do. But what if it wasn't that great? Or it didn't resonate with you? Or, ooh, it was bad. But... You know it's not appropriate to launch into a critical dissection or dissertation of the piece. Even if you are correct, it's just not appropriate. But you can say something and then it won't be as damaging. Not saying something is just is maybe even more damaging than actually saying something. So don't be one of those people that's like, oh, you, you did it. Everybody sees right through that. And don't try to take the tack of, um, it was interesting. Everybody can hear right through that, guys. It doesn't, it doesn't help. And it probably hurts the performer even more. So as an audience member, if you're going to talk about it, find the thing you did like and talk about that. Get right to it. You don't have to like start with some sort of vague answers and then work your way to it. There's always something to talk about, even if it's, wow, you were so committed to your character. That was fantastic. Then you ask them about their process and get away from giving any more follow-up feedback unless you're best friends and discussing it over glasses of wine later. Always later. <laughs> so oh, that brings us on to our next point, which is smile at other guests while moving back to gather your belongings. 
don't lurk about the uh, the lobby and seem like you're waiting for someone to compliment you. That is just bad form, friends. Bad form. If you can't mill about the lobby anymore and kind of walk up to people and thank them for coming, do not just stand there and look uncomfortable. It's your time to smile and move with purpose backstage. However, now could be a good time to be a people hub or like a Tumblr or whatever they call that. Quickly introduce people who do not know each other to each other, musicians and patrons alike. This could be a really good time to, as you're excusing yourself, saying, oh, Dan, performer X, don't you know, Shelly, you know, patron Y, this is this would be great for you guys to know each other because Dan is really coming up with this amazing series and Shelly, don't you have money for that? <laughs> but you wouldn't say it like that. No, no. Shelly, oh my gosh, I know that you're super interested in series like this. You guys should chat about that. Just be your wonderful, sparkly selves, dear divas. And like I always say, it's only awkward if you are awkward. So don't be awkward. And there you have it, our quick and dirty or not so dirty tips on how to rock your post-show schmooze. Let me know your favorite tips by hitting me up on Twitter. I'm at Mezzoenen. That's I-H-N-E-N. Can't wait to talk to you. Till next time, divas. Episode number seven of Studio Class, brought to you by the Sybaritic Singer. Many thanks to Juanitos for the music featured in this episode. Any of the links, articles, and more I discussed will also be included in the show notes. Hey, divas, did you know there's one very simple way you can support our show to ensure we keep producing more content? Simply head over to iTunes and give us a rating. First, subscribe to the podcast, and then you can rate the podcast by selecting one to five stars. If you enjoy the podcast, then please consider giving us a five-star rating. This takes less than a minute to do, and with each new rating, it only boosts the visibility in iTunes for Studio Class. It means a lot to me and to the show. Higher ratings means greater discoverability. Thanks for helping me do my part to be a shepherd for the art form. Do you have questions about this podcast or the information I've presented here? Please go to SybariticSinger.com and get in touch.